1: This is the M.D.'s Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader,
2: giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy.
1: All right, we got the Chiefs and the Denver Broncos again. Second time Ooh. in a month. I'm not sure how that happens. Uh, Kansas City is favored on the road at minus eight. The over-under is 46 in this game. Kansas City's been five and two against the spread. And Denver only has one win against the spread. Guess what? I'm going to take Kansas City to cover at minus eight here on the road. Uh, Patrick Mahomes finally broke out last week. Chris, it took a while, but finally. <laughs> yeah.
3: as, you, as you whined about not having a QB yeah. one and taking Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's all what about a the,
1: loser. I had to take him aside and have a little talk Mahomes. I was like, listen, play my brother next week. I know you haven't gone off, but I'm going to need your ass to go for like 400 yards and four touchdowns. And he came through. It, the talk worked. And, and there you go. <laughs> Chris is yeah. like, I hate you. I
3: mean, Patrick Mahomes is what I think Patrick Mahomes is. He to continues to be. Denver's defense is definitely not going to be a hard opponent, and everybody keeps talking about how Denver's, you know, big change was how they kind of held down the Chiefs' offense last matchup. We'll
1: see. <laughs> I do I do like the over by the way when Mahomes not on his on his passing yards, on his rushing yards, 23 and a half rushing yards. He's been running more uh as of late and he's been over that mark four of the last six games. So I like Mahomes actually over on his rushing yard mark in this one. Uh, I'm still not streaming Russell Wilson especially in a week where there's no buys uh, and he's cooled off over the past couple of weeks and come back down to reality too. Here's one that ultimately it doesn't matter. Like you're going to have Pacheco in your lineup, but I don't think he's good enough, nor does he get the, the volume consistently enough to be ranking him as a top seven running back. Like the Easters got him. I got him in RB 13 uh, and that's what he's been. He's been a high end RB two for the most part. There's one game where he finished inside the top 10 so far this year, which is why I don't get why he's consistently. I, I think that's more why I wanted to talk about this, uh, Adam is because he's been consistently ranked inside the top 10. I think like the past three weeks, And it really hasn't been the case. And against Denver, it wasn't even his best game. His best game was two weeks before that. I I forget who the, but it was the Jets. It was the Jets where he had his best game. Uh, So it was against a a team that made no sense, which I think goes to the narrative of you have an offense that is one of the most pass-heavy, over-expected that you could possibly have. It just comes down to, do they feel like running the ball that week or not? It has nothing to do with the matchup. So that's why I don't really get why people are putting him up there. I mean, do do you think Pacheco's an RB1?
0: No, but I, I think he's on the fringes. Uh, he's you know yeah, I mean, that kind of high, high end too. Uh, and yeah. he, he's a guy that kind of, to your point, he's almost just a boomer bust, Gabe Davis type of guy at the running back position where you're just going to have to accept that he, he has high upside, but you have no idea what the volume is going to be like on a week to week basis.
1: I wouldn't even say he's has I mean, he's been very consistent so far this year. I, I definitely like that he's been getting targets as of late too, but I just don't want... Here, here, I guess here's my other problem with it. When you get the expectation that you're going to have a guy be an RB1, then sometimes you get maybe, let's say, a little careless, a little reckless when picking start-set decisions in the rest of your lineups, like in the flex. Maybe you go with a guy with a higher upside instead of taking the guy who's the smarter floor play because you think you have something locked in, in your RB, you know, your running back position, it's maybe not there. I guess it's why I kind of wanted to harp in on this uh, a little bit. Chase, uh, Javante Williams looks good to me. And I, I know we talked about yep. this a little bit. I wanted to see where he wound up in your rankings when we talked about this Sunday night, because you still had a little more caution. I have him at RB20 this week. I think we're going to start to see him grow his gap the way Breeze Hall did. We started to see signs of it last week.
2: No, I I can't put him at number 20. I've got him at 22. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> No, I agree. I agree. Hey, are we about to lo- do this? I'm like no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Like I've said, I, I, I love watching the dude. He's 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 fun to watch play. He runs angry at, at life, and and he's he's tough to stop. I just I I want to see them give him more and more and more of the football, and I want to see him prove that he can be the the guy, the bell cow back there because they really don't have anybody that should be challenging him for any of those carries. And that I. Jaleel McLaughlin is a nice, fun little story, kind of like Deuce Vaughn was for about 12 minutes earlier this season. But oh, they I really know.
1: don't. I don't to go that far. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? Hey, he, he's played a couple of games, Deuce Vaughn has. But no, I mean, no, I. I I like, I like Javante Williams and yeah, he is, he is trending up to me. He's a guy I think that you want to buy right now. In my opinion, I think he's a guy that you want to pick up on right now. I think that he's a guy that can help you coming up here later in the season. And he's a guy that if you get on, on him right now, you might still be able to get him for a little bit lower than what he's going to be worth. So.
1: I think the, I think that you have you have a window here. The Chiefs are pretty good against the running backs, so maybe he doesn't have a great great game, and they have the bye week next week, so you have a two week mm-hmm. window to buy on Javante Williams. But I do want to buy on Javante. Hey, Chris, help me out with this question here from uh, Alex. He wants to trade Terry McLaurin for Rashad White. Uh,
3: I'm not sure if, you know what your running back situation is. The rest of your team. The only reason I'm pulling that trigger is if it's really really weak. Uh, I know Terry McLaurin's not necessarily producing. And isn't you know having the season you're looking for, but Terry McLaurin's still uh, the receiver one for that team. This team's going to be down more often than not. Um, we're going to see them continue to be pass happy, one of the more pass happy offenses in football. And I just think that Terry McLaurin, you know, like I said, it hasn't necessarily produced what you're looking for. But I'm not looking to get Rashad White, who we talked about highly inefficient, trending in the wrong direction. They, they're trying anybody. They try to get Keyshawn Vaughn carry. They're trying to get Chase Edmond coming back off of um, IR soon. Tampa Bay is trying to replace Rashad White with all their being, while Terry McLaurin is not going anywhere anytime soon.
2: Like just straight up, guy for guy, you're giving up all if you if you're the guy getting Rashad White, you're giving up almost two points a game. You're losing almost two points a game by getting Rashad White. So you need to make sure that the gain to your running back room is worth the two points just between the two dudes. If you were playing them in your in your flex you need to make sure that you're making up for that two points basically that you're losing per game it's it's rashad white is not a guy that you want to necessarily be targeting but if it's who you can get it's who you can get if you really need it
1: yeah, like like Chris said it perfectly. If you're that desperate at running back, that's yeah. what it boils down to. Uh, I got Cortland Sutton 11 spots lower than ECR, Adam. Uh, he's not the so independent. I know he's been scoring touchdowns. He's actually, I think there's only, what, two games this year he hasn't scored a touchdown. In those two games where he didn't, he was wide receiver 48 and wide receiver 77. So I make that point to just say, if he doesn't score, he doesn't offer much of a floor because it's not like he's getting tons of volume or tons of yards necessarily. And Kansas city has given up the eighth least amount of touchdowns to the wide receivers. He did score against them. When he played against them a couple of weeks ago. I just want to put that out there, but I can't sit here and say, yes, let's plug him in as a wide receiver th- three when it's that volatile. If he doesn't get in the end zone, you agree, or disagree.
0: Yeah, I, I think it kind of uh, goes back to what you were saying with Pacheco. He's a guy that maybe if I feel like I have two ones, then I'm going to play for the upside uh, with how he's been getting used in the end zone. But uh, on a more serious note, I yeah, I, I agree with you. It doesn't feel sustainable. Uh, to your point, he did a score against the Chiefs. He had less than 50 yards, six targets. Like it, If he's not getting in the end zone, there's not much. He's gotten a highly targeted one game this season. 48% target share in the red zone.
1: Yeah, no, he's getting targeted like crazy in the red zone. The he's rest of the field. <laughs> the All right.
0: So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not confidently playing him, um, but he definitely has a lot more upside than other guys you, that you're talking about in like a flex consideration or in some leagues to receive it three.
3: Dan, in his defense for the yards, he's allowed to run past the line of unlike Jerry Judy. So, that's fair. Uh, guys who can't line up the line and, and that's why scrimmage. Judy...
1: I don't even have a comment on Judy. That's why he's my wide receiver 43. You shouldn't even – he doesn't score touchdowns, and he's not allowed to run past the line of scrimmage. Please love, how about this? Free Jerry Judy, for the
3: love of God, from Denver. Can we please get that done? I don't even – at this free point, I don't even care if it is Carolina. Thank <laughs> you. So whoever just says free everybody, thank you, because that's – Sean <laughs> Payton is just like making sure that anything explosive in his offense is not allowed to do it. Like Dive. Mims yeah. goes away, scores he touchdowns. Jalen McMillan averages seven yards per carry one of the highest elusive percentages in the NFL. Stop getting the ball. It's just like mm-hmm. he refu- He wants Russell Wilson. We talk about regression, Dan. Russell Wilson has not been thrown a ball past line of scrimmage the last two weeks. It's incredible. Yeah.
1: Uh, just like Samaja Perrine still had to play like a few more snaps and Jill McLaughlin after we thought maybe it was Jill McLaughlin over Samaja. Like there's just no reason. There's no rhyme or reason for it. Um, we get back to our question here. Alex is that he has, he has James Cook and Bijan. So I definitely wouldn't do the trade for Rashad white. No, he is asking us for a, a name. Chase, do you have a name that you would try to trade? Let's say Terry McLaurin for, cause I wouldn't want to trade Higgins or Addison.
2: no, I no, I I'm hanging out to Addison for dear life right now And Higgins. I think there's better things ahead. Terry. It, I mean, Terry is a good wide receiver too, but you want to upgrade your running back room, go get Aaron Jones, go get, try and get David Montgomery, try and get Ramondre Stevenson for crying out loud. Any one of those guys I would like better than Rashad white rest. Of I don't
1: season. think you have any chance of, of David Montgomery, but I, I Jones, uh Ramondre, i think is in the right tier it depends on actually, who it
2: depends on who owns montgomery right now because he's been hurt and hasn't played and they've got a buy coming up and you you might be able to snag the guy but yeah aim for any one of those guys over rashad asking, Rashad White's on the way
1: down i was also going to throw out the name joe mixon i think that somewhere in oh, that yeah. tier is something that you oh, can yeah. go ahead and go after for a uh, terry mclaurin i would i would take any of those guys over rashad white by the way yeah um let's go to Rasheed rice I want to put Rasheed Rice in my top 36. (laughs) I want to really badly. He's still not playing quite enough for me to do it. He's gotten cut touchdowns last couple of weeks. He definitely looks like he's the guy who's going to emerge at some point. Maybe it's this week because his usage has, and his playing time has gone up each of the last three weeks. He's still not quite there for me. I got him at 41. ECR's got him at 37. And what we did have last week, Chris, was that we did have a big three emerge. It was Sky Moore. It was Marcus Valdez-Scantling. It was Rasheed Rice. And then it was everybody else, which is a big change from where we get in the five, six-man rotation that we were getting earlier in the year. So what do you think? What do you think the timeline is on Rasheed
3: Rice to pop? I think it's sooner than later. I think it's just a matter of realizing who's the more tal- most talented guys in, in, in that locker room, in a sense. I mean, Charles Kelsey can't carry this whole offense by himself. He is doing a great job as long well as Taylor Swift's been there. Um, you know, 200 <laughs> yards per she's game.
2: She's in. More. She's in Los. She's in Louisiana this weekend. So there's. I, Travis Kelsey. He, I he almost dropped stats. Kelsey
3: to two on my rankings. Dan, give some stats and different breakdowns. Look at Taylor Swift's numbers with. It's Kyle not a Kelsey numbers <laughs> Travis Kelsey has an together. entire career of big performances. Enough. I don't. don't do think, Same stats Chris? Was. Why do
2: you think I know where Taylor Swift is performing this weekend? Because I'm following the numbers, baby.
3: But regardless of both all of those things, one thing I think that we do all agree on this whole panel is the rest of the receivers, Justin Ross, bye-bye. Stop, we <laughs> stop hearing about him anymore. Ouch. Uh, they got Mikhail Hardman back. So what? Tony's still there. So what? They're all just guys who are going to have justified glorified roles to be a jet sweep action, go run deep. MBS had a catch. So what? That happens every, you know, once every seven, eight, nine games. Yep. He'll uh, <laughs> uh, uh, do something. We saw Rice as the only other consistent guy. I think, Dan, that's what you saw, Pacheco, it RB1. You have three guys emerging in his Chiefs offense as yeah. consistent guys who are being involved, and that's everybody trying to get a piece of. So I think Rice is a guy that maybe he's not going to pay off you know, a huge upside right now, but you do want to get your hands on him and still a great flex option, receiver three option, I think, too.
1: Yeah, you definitely want your hands on him. I'm not quite there to solidify him in there, but I do think it's going to be coming very, very, very soon. Let's go to our next matchup.